What's up, guys? Welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's Thursday. We made it past the hump. And, of course, you're here with us again, which you're fucking amazing us in our eyes. Right. Thank you, guys. I'd like to play a little song and sing for you. Hold on a second. Do it. Just kidding. Not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) In all my time. Some fucking, like, crazy shit. Like, like, like everybody that's in horror is like, uh, yeah, turn off. <laughs> like, fuck this guy. Uh, wheels on the bus go round. <laughs> no, so, so what's up, man? How you doing, dude? I'm all right, man. It's, uh, been an okay week. I hope everybody out there is having a good week, too. But, yeah. uh, probably not as good as mine. Guys, here, <laughs> I don't know. here's your mission. If you're listening now, I want you to blister the internet with fucking Beyond the Voids podcast on Thursday today. Or, yeah, it's on Thursday today. Yeah. So just like, I know it may look, make you look like a piece of shit to your friends, but fuck them. They don't care about you like we do. All right? Right. They don't give you free Blu-rays. <laughs> well, they may. I mean, it's not like we give them to everybody. <laughs> but yes, please, if you could, share this podcast on every piece of social media you can find, including Reddit. Those pieces of shit. No, I'm kidding. Fucking trolls. <laughs> a lot of trolls are on Reddit, though. I do find a good community there. You just gotta kind of find it. You gotta wade through some of the idiots. Yeah, I, well, when I first introduced myself, it seemed like the community was uh, accepting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And kind of welcoming, but I, I have read other people's posts and seen those trolls. And it's they're just, just anonymous. That's why. It's right. Just, it's, you're just going to find those people anywhere that are just like hiding in their parents' basement. Right. Like really angry at With the world. With their multiple accounts. Yeah. And they're like lactating. Right. And just like. Into their own mouths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no. But there are some. Like I, I really enjoy being on Scary. Are uh, the subreddit Scary Movies. Yeah. Like, those guys are really cool. Like, everybody that's a part of that's really cool. Nobody, like, I do get people that will have conversations with me, like, that'll trickle in. Uh-huh. But generally, it's just like, oh, you're self promoting? Right. It's and like, it's oh, like, you actually put work into what you want to put out there <laughs> for everybody to listen to. Well, I, I don't want to be like, I'm not trying to badmouth Reddit or anything. Like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I'm kind of new at it. Right. Genuinely, I am doing, we do this horror podcast for zero dollars, guys. Zero. It literally costs us money each month to do this. Right. Like, in order to do it. And in our minds, it's like, we're just trying to find like-minded individuals who maybe want to laugh with us. 
And I think we have a really good core group of people. I don't think we ever try to peacock ourselves or shit like no, that. No, dude. Just, we're not those type of guys. We just I, really want to just enjoy horror movies together. Sure, yeah. And I want to like ins- discuss it with other people and right. like maybe help someone find a movie that they didn't even know about. Because I'm pretty old, so I've seen a lot of shit that maybe they haven't. You well, know? we'll have to get more into the live streaming, and maybe we'll grab some of you guys that way. That would involve you coming over here, Patrick. And... I know. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be a task, but we're going to try to do this, guys. Okay. Well, I appreciate hearing that. So, you hear that, guys. Hold Patrick's feet to the fire. All right? <laughs> yeah. Let's Give cook me this shit on the, on the multi... Uh, no, uh, what do you call it? The social medias? Yeah. On the internets? Yeah, he's not real fond of social media. we got to get I don't like that. it. You know, I, I understand it, but we've... When you... I think what it is is that you don't like that you feel like you have to be somebody. I, I don't like the peacocking. I just don't. I don't Nobody, do it. Nobody, but you're not peacocking. You're just expressing it. And if somebody likes it, they'll listen. Like, right? You know, it's just how it is, man. Like, I hate social media. Like, fuck, I hate it. I really do. Like, I like the people that I talk to who engage with us on right. social media on Horror Amino. But there's just those some people that just go out of their way, not even it's gonna happen reading though. or watching your content. And just want to throw something negative out there. Right. Well, think of it this way. If you can go to a place and some guy can talk to you like an asshole, like in person. Right. Times that by a thousand. And you're stepping into the... You're dipping your fucking toe in that bullshit online right because everybody has a voice you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so everybody has everybody thinks they're they're the special snowflake right we don't do this guys so that we can jerk each other off we do it because we just love fucking horror so hooray to that and if you like if you guys really do enjoy what we do seriously thursdays we're trying to give it a bigger push than we've got it seems like on thursdays there's a lot less people that listen and that's fine maybe they don't like the segment i don't know like i'm trying we're trying to figure that out so but there is one thing that i do want to bring up that we kind of mentioned in episode uh the uh, monday's edition oh yeah yeah so uh as reported (laughs) on monday we had said at the time when we recorded this that the mummy was at a 30%, and uh, it actually dropped to a 17% over the weekend, guys. <laughs> yep. And, like, holy fuck, that's low. Like, I was not expecting that. Like, I saw it, and I'm like, Wait, what? And even in uh, Metacritic.com, it's like 35%. Well, you just can't take something that's horror and try to make it an action hero. Well, play. and again... You know, I'm not. I can't take credits, critics for their word. You know, you got to find somebody that matches you, right? And that's one in a million usually. You know, because right. even like though know, we may agree on some things, there's a lot of things we don't agree on, right? And that I like and you hate. Yeah. But yeah, so it's pretty low. Uh, one of our friends, Matronox, has done a uh, review on it. And you guys might want to check that out. We'll give her a shout out. If you guys remember, we did the a girl who walk a girl walks home alone at night. Um, in a, a review, and it was uh, really fun. Like it was kind of like a dual review. Yeah, thing. I really liked that. I enjoyed the the animation that she did for that. To see you as a cartoon was kind of kind of funny, right? <laughs> um, but she uh, she put up a review on the mummy, and I think you guys should check it out. So if you get a chance, go down to the information or go onto our social media and check that out if you can, if you want. If you've not seen the movie, if you have seen the movie, I think you're safe either way. So yeah. Uh, actually, before we get into the flesh and potatoes, there is one person that we want to lift our beers to, 
and that would be Adam West, who died at the age of 88. I don't really want to get into it too much. Yeah, uh, a lot not. of people, it's uh, you whether you were a fan of Adam West or not. I grew up with him, uh, watching him after school every single day. Me too. Uh, watching yeah. Batman, and you know he did a lot more than just Batman. Yeah. You know he was on Family Guy. He did all kinds of other stuff. Oh, too. Oh, dude, his character on Family Guy. It's yeah. just awesome. Oh, dude, I'm like tearing up. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Patrick just found out the news. I cut out the part where I finally to- where I told him, and I dropped it like an idiot. Um, but yeah, Adam West passed away today. So, but goddamn, yeah, that sucks, dude. It really does, dude. I mean, like you said, I grew up with that. Yeah, I, I'm. I hate getting old now. So, cheers. Let's... This one's to you, Adam. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. But other than that, uh, we'll jump into the flesh and potatoes segment. We're going to be talking about two movies. We're going to be talking about Dead Girl. Ugh. And we're also going to be talking about Autopsy of Jane Doe. Now, I realize I did talk about Autopsy of Jane Doe at the end of the year last year, but I figured Pat hasn't seen it yet since then, so I was like, we're, we're going to do it. Right. So we figured out that there was two girls... In this movie that were both dead, in Dead Girl, and which is one word, by the way, Dead Girl, and in Autopsy of Jane Doe. So we're calling this episode Dead Girls. Yeah. <laughs> dead girl, there will never be another one who dreams like you, yeah. My panties are wet. <laughs> acid bath, dude. Well, I'm just being silly by singing it, but it's a acid bath song. Yeah. It's fucking one of the best uh, acoustic songs I've ever heard in metal. <laughs> dude, you know what? I really love acid bath. It kind of sucks they kind of faded away, but they were like Tool, but Tool that had like big fucking cojones. Dude, the first album, When the Kite String Pops, is fucking phenomenal, Oh, dude. Cassie Eats Cockroaches, All Cheap the Baca, songs, like, everything it, off that even album. Even the second one that they did, uh, I still like it. Like, I still like it. It's okay, but like it's not an album you can listen to from, from start to finish. Start yeah. to finish. There's not... like songs you're like, meh. Skip. Yeah. What was the artist that he? It was one of the. Was it John Wayne Gacy? Uh, well, the the cover of the first album was When the Kite String Pops, and that had a picture of Pogo the Clown that uh, John Wayne Gacy had painted. Right. And the second one was Doctor Kevorkian, where it had like. Easter Bunny pulling out Jesus from an egg. Right. right. <laughs> Dr. Kevorkian is known as Dr. Death. So, yeah, they have... Uh, I have the Pogo shirt. Yeah. Uh, well, some people get offended by that. I don't know. It's weird. I'll wear it out, and they'll be like, whoa, dude. <laughs> like, hey. I'm like, what? You're not into killing people? Like, hey, I'm just going to the park. You want to join me? I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. grab gonna some go on uh, down lunch. The, yeah, I'm going to go out <laughs> find some boys out in the uh, schoolyard. You guys want to come along with me? Or? Right? Yeah. <laughs> But if you're going to buy one of these two albums, please start with When the Kite Street Pops. But anyway, I think we need to step into our Dead Girls uh, segment for our flesh and potatoes right now. All right, guys, so we are back for the Flesh and Potatoes segment of Dead Girls. That's right, movies, two movies, 
that have a dead girl as the premise of the story. And today we're going to start off with... Well, we'll go into uh, Dead Girl then. This was actually a movie that one of my friends was actually really... Put, she, like, asked me about it before we were deciding to do it. And she's like, have you seen my friend Jennifer, who's uh, with my buddy Drew? Cool. But she was like, hey, have you ever seen the movie Dead Girl? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. I think it's up on Shudder. Sure enough, it was up on Shudder. And uh, I was like, well, maybe we should watch this. But I'm prefacing it with this is that there are females out there that really love this movie. Uh, because the content of this movie is pretty... Controversial. Yeah, it's controversial. It's kind of exploitative. Yeah. You know, it's... it's. But it's. I will say that it's done in a tasteful way. Well, let's start off by when it came out. Dead Girl actually came out in 2008, 2009, pretty much, for most people. I think it hit some of the festival circuit uh, in 2008, and then it pretty much dropped at like the beginning of the year of 2009 for most people. So, kind of like uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe, although Autopsy of Jane Doe came out in December for everybody to watch, and I think it had hit some festival circuits before that. Oh, yeah. I'm not 100%, though. Mm. Dead Girl, like I said, came out in 2008. It was directed by Marcel Sarmiento and Gaudi Harrell. It was written by Trent Haga, who did uh, Cheap Thrills and Citizen Toxie 4, believe it or not. It stars Shiloh Fernandez, who was in the Evil Dead remake, uh, Red Riding Hood, and Red. Noah Segan was in this movie, who plays the like kind of crazy friend. Right. Tales of Halloween, he's been in that movie. He was in The Mind's Eye, Starry Eyes, Brick, and there's a new movie coming out, Camera Obscura. It's coming out June 9th, actually, so it's already been released. Uh, but it is going to be hitting VOD by on the 13th. So by the time you guys hear this, you'll be of art. It'll already been out in the wild. Uh, but I, it's it seems pretty cool. It's essentially about a veteran war photographer with PTSD. And he sees eminent deaths in in his developed photos, questioning his already fragile sanity and putting the lives of those he he loves in danger. But uh, he's one of the one of the actors in that movie. So what were, you, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say he's also in that movie Looper. Yeah, I think he was the guy that was in the house right? where he goes to, like, hide out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and he shows up and he's like, oh, you got to get out of here, man. And his buddy, like, rips him off or whatever, kind of mm-hmm. fucks him over. Yeah, I think they, I think his character name was, like, the Blue Kid. It was nothing special, but yeah. Cool, yeah. No, he's a good actor. He like, really is, He actually dude. won uh, an award. Actually, him and Shiloh Fernandez for this, this role were both nominated, and Noah Sagan uh, actually won. Yeah. So super cool guy. I watched. I read his interview with this person that I read earlier, and uh, I've I've retweeted it on our Twitter. So you want to take a look at that. Also, Candace King. She was formerly known as Candace Akala. She was in the Vampire Diaries from start to finish. It, my wife said that right off the bat. So yeah. Started watching it. She said she's from the Vampire Diaries. I'm like oh, that's great. <laughs> Jenny Spain was the dead girl. She was in American Girls, and she's also kind of a director, but the movie she was supposed to direct was rumored in 2015, and there's really been no information on it since. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting that, oh, she's also a director? Like, yeah. That's what they said in the notes, and I was like, wait, what did she do? And I looked her up, and it was, like, rumored. Mm. And I'm like, so I guess it never went through when they it talked about that. Never came to fruition or whatever. But to give you guys kind of an idea about what this dead girl is, 
Uh, all one word, by the way, dead girl. Two high school boys discover an imprisoned woman in an abandoned mental asylum who cannot die. And I wonder why. The uh, plot sounds a lot nicer. Than what it actually than is. what actually happens in the movie. <laughs> it, this this movie does push quite a few buttons for people. Yeah. It, even the director himself said, "Yeah, this isn't a movie for everybody." But he was really proud of it. Yeah. What did you think? You know, I I was on that level where it was like, "This is almost too much for me." Like that kind of subject matter makes me feel uneasy. Right. And and, and for what they did, they they nailed it because right. I felt uneasy throughout. the I think whole that's thing. a wrong choice of words. Maybe not uneasy, but no, just... I mean nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, uh, they sure the hell did. Well, I mean, to be fair, guys, basically what happens in this movie is that these two boys find it. It's essentially a story about youth, angered youth, and like what kids go through. And one of the friends is like the really dark, fucked up, twisted friend. Like maybe you might have had when you were a kid and kind of broke away from as right. you got older. But this guy is like, hey, why don't we fuck the corpse? <laughs> It's not dead, technically, but she's not alive either because I broke her neck three times and killed her. Right. Uh, so let's have sex with it. And then, and then he mentions later on in the movie about the bullet hole, and he was talking about how it's warm and they could fuck that. I was like, Ooh. Yeah, it gets pretty... You, there's some pretty raunchy behavior in this movie. Yes. But the weird thing is, is that... And I'm not trying to... I'm trying to dance around this subject a little lightly because I don't want people to think that, oh, first of all, oh, it's about rape. It's not necessarily about rape. I think what it is, there's more to it than that. Yeah. And I brought it up to you before, like, I was, like, trying to figure out what the moral of the story so right. to speak is or what the tale is to tell um and there's a lot more to it than that and personally i feel like here we have this zombie monster and the scary thing is not the zombie it's the people it's, around her. it's the kids it's right. the youth of today mm -hmm. so i don't know how intentional i've not heard the like you know, behind Breakdown, the scenes. synopsis or yeah. whatever. We did some research on like, you Watch know. Watch a couple interviews yeah, here and there. And we couldn't really find anything about it. But to me, that's what it feels like is that, you know, here we have a monster, but really the scariest part is humanity. Yep. And like how it can go awfully wrong. A struggle of a kid trying to fit in to fight off his friend who is basically just having a gang rape with this dead right, girl right. who's either a dead and liking it because it kind of seemed weird like at moments where she was like yeah almost enjoying she was it. defending the guys that were attacking her essentially sexually yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. there's moments in the movie oh yeah and i really enjoyed the beginning of the film because i i honestly felt that it, it almost felt like a day in school right like the dialogue you were felt, saying that yeah. yeah it just felt it felt like i was felt hanging authentic. out with one of my friends yeah like, that seems like a day in school that I had or whatever. Right. Well, and it just goes to show you how, you know, when you're a kid, how easily um, influenced you are. Right. Uh, by certain things and, like, the struggle that you go through as a kid to decide what is right or wrong for you. Mm -hmm. And some people struggle with that a lot more than others, you know. Some are taught to feel a certain way and what they think is right or wrong. Some know it, but don't say anything. And some people just fly by the seat of their pants. Yeah, you know like I mean? some people just do whatever. Right. doesn't fucking matter. But yeah, there's just so many different variations in it. I thought it was kind of interesting for that fact. Yeah. Now, I think it's like pushing the buttons really hard. Uh, I don't I don't have anything against it, but I have a little bit more of a high tolerance. Granted, I'm a, a male. 
So right. it may not affect me as much as it would someone who is a <clears throat> female watching it, but it'd be interesting to hear my friend Jennifer say why she really liked it. Right. She said it's one of her favorite indie films ever made. Really? Yeah. And oh. I was like, I should have asked her why she felt that way. Right. Because I know that it's a very touchy subject. Like, for example, like your wife was not too happy about watching it. <laughs> no, she was not. Christina's not too fond of that kind of thing either. Yeah. It's not, it's, okay, look, it is rape and the fact that there, a woman is tied to a bed and the imagery itself is horrifying because of that especially. But in the same sense, like I said, there's like moments in the, and while it's happening, it's like, it's, it doesn't, it's not like she's in like pain necessarily. It's almost like she's not even there. Right. Like she's catatonic or whatever. And I'm not saying that to justify what they do in the movie. I'm just saying that's legitimately what it seemed like. Did mm -hmm. it not seem it, that it did. way? It did. It seemed like she was somewhat aware, but like you said, it almost like at points that she was really into it. Right. And then other times it's like she was like reaching out for help. Right. So weird. It was weird. Like, I couldn't figure it out. It was a weird, uh, what would you call that, dichotomy? Or... Right. Well, and it's like, and the one guy's like up, there's a moment where the, the Noah guy is actually on top of her, and he punched her face so bad, or the some one of the other characters punched her in the face so hard that her face was all bubbled up and like mashed and stuff. Right. And so he buys lipstick and puts it on her lips, and he's like talking to her sweetly. He's like, there you go, pretty girl. You know, like, I'm going to... Da, 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 da. And then the dog, a dog comes in the room and is about to attack her, attack him, I mean, and it's like growling at him and he's like, oh shit, like he doesn't know what to do because the whole movie, they're trying to avoid this dog. Right. And then all of a sudden it's in the room and he's like, oh shit. And then she protects him by attacking the dog. The most depraved motherfucker had done almost everything, said almost the most dirty, nastiest shit to a fucking moving being ever in a movie. And <laughs> and and she's protecting him now. So like right. I was like, what? Like, wouldn't this be your chance to like let him stop doing that to you? So again, I don't know if it was necessarily about the woman. It was about a dead girl, but I really truly think that it's more about how depraved humanity can be. Right. Almost like a twisted coming to age story. Oh, it totally is. It's a coming of age story. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you have any other thoughts on it? Sorry, I kind of like chewed your ear off about that. No, no. We, definitely. We got to fucking digest, you know, got to fucking dissect this thing. Well, um, I had to seek deeper. There was, It had to be more profound right. than what I first saw. Yeah. Because I, so I wanted to try and find meaning in it because I was like, they're just can't be no reason for any of this you yeah. know it's not one of those movies there's stuff in it that makes sense and i really want to watch it his i know this is off topic a little bit but by the same director he did a movie for abc's at death yeah called dogfight dogfight yeah where the guy punches the dog or whatever right and it looks fucking awesome and i haven't seen it yet but i'm i'm definitely gonna check it out now but oh you haven't seen abc's at death i haven't seen that one i think i started watching the second one. Oh man yeah, because I think that was the only one available on Netflix at the time. And I was like, I've never watched any of this. I'll just check it out to see what it's all about. But more things about this movie. I'm sorry to go off track. At first, I was uneasy. And then, like, I really started to dig the characters and the way they were developing. A really good development with these characters. I, I have a little bit of an issue with that, though. Which one? Well, <clears throat> the whole part where they find a dead woman, or so they think, and they find out she's alive. Okay. And they just think it's okay to keep it a secret. Oh, <laughs> you know, like I'm just talking about what 
what the situations eventually boil down to and make these characters make decisions that they do. Well, I guess in a way, these kids were downtrodden, like, picked on, and, like, outcast kids. Right. So in a way, because he does say that one thing where he's like, she could be ours. Yeah. You know, and it's like, ew. Really? But, like, in a way, if you're using, like, I don't know if the, the, the girl zombie is really just a... Uh, metaphor for something yeah but they're taking out their angst for being an outcast and not appreciated or looked at as like their way to get back at the world oh for sure and then they even rope in some of the like popular kids yeah at first i was very uneasy but i i kind of settled into it and kind of like took it for what it was and it it was a good ride yeah, I mean, it's not something I'm super excited to watch. I know quite a few friends that love this. Sin Fury on uh, Horamino. Okay. Uh, my friend Jennifer. Uh, I th- there's a couple other people that I know that really like this film. And I remember liking it. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, how are you ever going to forget that? <laughs> Especially the whole puncturing holes in the chest. Right. They're like, ooh, do you feel it's warm? <laughs> It's like, no, you would stick your dick in a pussy fucking wound? Oh, man, that's bad. You know what you were talking about when he put the lipstick on her? You know what song came into my head right there? Hmm. Am I not pretty enough? Oh, (laughs) God. From From The Loved Ones. The Loved Ones, yeah. Which is an amazing Aussie film. Yeah, no, that one's a crazy one, too. There's some pretty fucked up shit in there. Oh, there really is. Here's a question for you guys. Do you think it's more fucked up when a woman gets tortured and hurt, or is it more fucked up for a man to be tortured? Or is it equally? What do you guys think? I've heard some pretty fucked up rape stories about, like, prison guards getting raped by the inmates, like men. Really? Like, there was one story that I heard that a, a girl actually stuck a pencil in this dude's dick to keep it erect. Like, ugh, like that's fucked but up. But I'm just saying, society, socially, like, I think more people get offended by seeing a woman um, in a situation like this than they do a man. Is it because, what, they think men are stronger than women? I don't or? want to get into necessarily why. I'm just asking the listeners, what right. do they think? You know? Like, do you guys feel that it's... Because, I mean, I, I look at it as like, oh, it's going to affect me more be- if I see a guy because I'm a guy and I can relate to that. But I'm also empathetic towards anybody being in a situation like that and right. how disturbing it is. I look at it the same way. I don't, I don't see gender. I just... Well, of course, neither do I, but I'm just saying there is kind of an overall thing because we were, this goes back to the whole thing with Matthew, with his movie about right. the male genitalia and how that got cut from his movie and how male genitalia is okay to cover up, but not female. Like it's okay. Yeah, for- that, that to me, that's bullshit. Right. Like- I mean, if you can show bush and you can show tits and you can show ass, I mean, what's the problem with, you know, yeah. some hanging brain? Yeah, like, it doesn't bother some me. Some hanging brain? <laughs> Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not something I'm, like, anxious to see. No. It's because of my, you know, my preference. But, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, but even, like, when I see, a, like, a woman naked, sometimes I get a little, like, oh, shit. Like, right. That's why I always make that joke with Christina, like, this is where it gets really good. Oh, this is where the movie because that's what, <laughs> oh, it just that, started to get good. <laughs> yeah, because that's like my awkward moment of like, uh, hey, right. hey, let's hey, make let's... a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that I'm like bothered by nudity. I mean, fuck, dude. I've like hung out at parties where there's like naked people everywhere and like none of that shit bothered me. Like, I have no care in the world. Like, right. I've seen someone getting fisted. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I hope you guys are having a nice day. And then I went back into this other room. 
<laughs> it's nice to see you. Would you like some tea? Right. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it was bad. But anyway, anyway essentially, we, we the, the question is for you guys. And please, be nice about this. Like, be considerate of other people. Don't be like... Yeah, because women are stupid. Like, don't be ignorant. Like, like either side of you, you know, like any side of you. Just be polite. But I'm curious. I want to know what you guys think. So let us know in the comments. Like, what do you think about that? Right. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of trivia, but there really isn't a whole lot. No. Like, I did some searching for this shit, too. You probably did more than I about that, because, like... Well, the only other thing I, that I wanted to point out is the music in the movie at times reminded me of Donnie Darko. Yes. I don't, like, in the beginning, it didn't end up that way. Like, the music kind of slowly progresses and gets stronger and, and more intricate as it goes. But as it starts, it's like, like, very it's, much like Donnie Darko. Right, very ambient. Like, and it's weird. It's by Joseph Bauer, who didn't do anything for Donnie Darko. But it, it's, I'm almost, like, wondering if it was influenced by Donnie Darko in a way. It could have been. Because that's another coming-of-age sort of story, right? Right, almost thriller kind of horror. With time travel and shit right. like thrown in. So, I don't know. But maybe maybe he was influenced by it. it. It certainly sounded like it. By the end of the movie, it sounded completely different. Yeah. There was moments in the movie, speaking of music, that were outrageous. Like, here's, here's another point. Remember I was saying, like, how it seems sometimes that she was okay with what was happening to her? Right. Part of the reason that I think I get that from, and, and what, or maybe what reinforced that idea, was more so the fact that when that dog attack tried to attack him, and then she attacked the dog, as soon as she kills the dog, did you notice the music changed into really happy again? It did, and then she kind of just, like, she looked at him for a second and just, like, went back to the submissive mode. Right, but I don't know if that was them trying to compare it to, like, because the same music was used earlier when this guy and this girl were close. When it was like, uh, they were sharing a moment in the gym or something like right. that. Right. And it was like, like the other character that was Shiloh Fernandez played with, and Candace King. Mm-hmm. Those two were having, like, a conversation at some point, and it was like this happy music. Like, this was his happy place. And it was like, I don't know if the music was intended to show that she was happy or character Noah played was happy. That music came in, though. And there's got to be a reason, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm thinking way too deep on this, but I just, I wanted to have enough to, like, really talk about. And I feel like that's important. It is. It is. Because music sets the tone for a scene. Right. And if they are using that, then it has to well, that's kind of have like some a, meaning behind right. it. Right. And that's like kind of a film trick. In right. a way to like kind of paint it the way that you right. want and bring you know? the audience into it. Right. That. It's like almost like subtleties and stuff. There's yeah. like, it's really weird because everything that happens in the movie, you're just like, oh, oh, no, no. Yeah. yeah. But like, in the same time, you're like kind of trying to like put yourself in this element, which is kind of ridiculous. Like, I, if I was in that position, I would have been like, yeah, I'm calling the fucking police. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not hanging shit. out with you anymore. Yeah, sorry. Dude. I don't fuck dead. I don't fuck uh, living dead girls. My bad. <laughs> sorry, bro. I know we've been friends for years, but uh, if you don't stop fucking the corpse, I'm going to have to go to the police. But he didn't trust his friend enough. He didn't want to tell him that because he was scared yeah. that he would hurt him. Like, at that point, it's like, mm, I don't know, man. Right. But then, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> at the end of the movie, his girl gets bit. Yeah. Well, no, she gets stabbed. Yeah, but she comes back as one of them. Right, but wait, did she get stabbed or did she get bit in the back? And I don't then know. he stabbed her. But I know he stabbed her, but I'm not sure. I think she got bit too because she turned right. into a zombie. Exactly. So it's like, and then he's like super happy. His life has never been better. 
Right. And it's like no one ever questioned anything because they never found out about anything. And it's like, like which you think you would, like yeah. one kid dies at school, another girl goes missing. And- but but I think that that none of that shit really matters because like that like I said, if you look at it as a movie that's realistic, I think you're missing the subtle undertones that is the it's trying to yeah the, you know, the weird little things because it's like saying the movie we had that we watched with Don Thacker with the fucking motivational growth right growth growth growth. Uh, it's like when people were upset about the girl throwing up or getting thrown up on it, and she was like, oh, that's fucking ridiculous. That would never happen. And it's like, well, yeah, this isn't a real world. It's more like trying to express something. Yeah. So there's some expression into this movie, I think. And maybe I'm being way too deep about it. I would love to get my ears waxed by the guy who made it and then, like, figure that out. (laughs) Yeah. Very interesting. Did you have any favorite scenes? Uh, I have a couple. (laughs) That's so weird to say that. Like, uh, when you watch this movie, you know, you don't expect any kind of humor from it. But I was pleasantly surprised that there was a couple of scenes where I was like, I, don't I know busted. About... Like, good belly laugh. Okay, but not pleasantly surprised. You were just... Well, I was surprised. You Maybe were not pleasantly ple- relieved <laughs> that there was some comedy in this. But there is a scene. The jock guy, we're beating on these guys and for talking to his girlfriend and... They beat the living shit out of him and his friend, and his friend starts going off the fucking hook when they're walking away. It's like, well, fuck you. You can have all the preppy chicks you want, because we got our own girl, and she's hot all the time and ready. And she wants us. We don't need your fucking girl. Right. And then he comes back and they beat the shit out of him again and make him take him to the girl. Right. They put him in the trunk. Right. Right. So like they, they that scene him. is that what you're talking about where he yells back and he's like oh, we got a girl no it's when where he go they actually go to the actual place and they see the girl and they're like what the fuck are you guys doing and you know and she's like no she likes this shit she likes that S and M shit yeah Noah's performance at this point was really good this oh, is my favorite part yeah it really shows just how dark he is right and he's like you know she likes that shit and this and that she's like it's well, S and M boys you right. know what that is right, right. she likes what we do to her. It's like, ooh. And it goes on and on, and he, he's really good. But uh, And he's like, I don't need to fuck that. I got my own pussy at home. He's like, what about some oral? She loves that. Well, the Shiloh guy, the guy that played the main character, right. told him that because just before they showed up, he punched him in the stomach and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and he's the one dating his the girl that he's been in love with since they were in like kindergarten or something. Well, they, they kissed once. Right. That's what it was. They kissed once at 12, and he never forgot it. Right. So, guy ends up doing it, gets bit, and becomes sick later at school, and ends up shitting out his intestines. <laughs> it, yeah. It was an awesome scene. That was one of my favorite ones, too. Right. Yeah. What, about, what was another one of your favorite scenes? Um, I like the part where the, they go, um, because they realize that the bites actually cause, spoiler alert, uh, people to, if, they, if they're not killed, then they come back to life if they get bitten or something like right. that. So then they're like, we can make our own girl. Like, we can make a new girl. Mm. So they, like, go to a gas station to wait for a hot chick to come by. Oh, and I then, love it. This is a scene I barely laugh, but yeah. go ahead. And then they, like, find one girl, and they're being real particular about who they pick. Right. You know, they're, like, being ultra picky. And so the one guy's like, she's hot. Look at her butt, man. Like, you know, that's a nice ass. da 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 and then he goes over to talk to her and tells her something about, like, he has some weed. Do you want to buy some weed? And then she goes, he's like, yeah, I got it in my trunk. And then his buddy gets out. He smacks her on the back of the head. With a tire iron. Yeah. yeah. 
and she just turns around and looks at him, and the blood's dripping down over her face, and she just punches both of them. Or she punches his friend, and then he falls down with a bloody face, and the other guy, like, tackles her, and then she just beats the shit out of both of them, and, and then robs them. Right. Yeah, which I thought was really funny. Like, it was kind of a nice relief, like I was saying earlier. Right, you're like, you, because you, you thought she was going down, because that was a shit ton of blood streaming dude, from Dude, like, dude. he hit her hard. Yeah. And I was like, oof. It was like, bang. That bitch had to be on some crack. <laughs> some PCP. She was kind of methy a little, yeah. I don't know, not methy, but druggy. Yeah, she was definitely taking no shit from nobody. <laughs> but the, the jock thing was one of mine. Uh, I guess the other only other one I can think of is the dog scene where the dog got attacked when I, I brought it up already a couple of times. Okay, so my other favorite scene that I... Another belly laugh for me is at the end, the dead girl gets loose, ends up biting... Um, what's his face lip off like his upper lip oh yeah and then like he's like bleeding out and dying and the dead girl gets out and runs away and like he's trying the other characters trying to carry the girl out because they had captured her at this point they're going to change her into one of these things right and like as they're trying to leave he's like don't tell my grandma <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like uh why do you care like you haven't cared about anybody's feelings right but your whatsoever grandma. yeah yeah it was good. I laugh. did this for you, man. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, you fucking. Watching the interviews of Noah, the actor who yeah. played that character, is. It's just like. that. I think that's why he, you know, won that award. Because it's like. He's such a nice guy. Like, you, you like, talk to him, and it's like, you just think, like, oh. But right. man, he just really gets into that dickhead role like really well. He does. It's almost oh, like he, he summons some like weird child rage. <laughs> like you maybe know? like an antagonist that he had when he was a kid. Right. I don't know. He did a really good job though. So Yeah, it was good. But uh yeah, I think that's pretty much about it. Yeah. If you guys are into sort of necrophilia <laughs> <laughs> semi rape situations. No, I don't mean to put it down like that. Uh, it is an indie film that is playing on a lot of uh, coming of age uh, with a really dark, fucked up story. And uh, I don't know. It's interesting to watch. I think it's worth at least one watch to make your own opinion for it. I think I was more at peace with this movie than I was when I watched Necromantic. You know what it reminded me of is Woman. Yeah. A lot of uh, yeah, like yeah. woman kind of, I mean, even though there was apparently books about woman right. that they turned into a movie and that there's actually a sequel to Woman that we didn't know about. Yeah, I think we mentioned it during the cast. Did we? Yeah. yeah, okay. But anyway. And if you guys haven't seen Necromantic, I know I mentioned it real quick, but if you haven't seen it, mm. and you want to feel a little uneasy. Well, I mean, if you want to learn about romance. Yeah, a, the, we're talking well, about true romance. Romancing here. a corpse. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie for that. I think it's a good one to take your date out, see a movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah maybe yeah. eat some, uh, I don't know, something really saucy. Yeah, make sure your your freezer is empty as well. You never yeah. know what you're going to want to put in there. You're going to want extra soupy, saucy stuff while you're watching this <laughs> movies. Really good. Really good. Mwah! Mutabela! Mm. <laughs> Dude, we make voices, guys. These are characters. We do characters, okay, guys? Anyway, so we're going to talk about the next movie that uh, just came out at the end of this last year. And I believe it was on the top of our... Uh... Our uh, top, what, 15? Uh, well, yeah, I think it was like 25. Like, I think we did... Oh, yeah, top 25 of... I don't know. I picked a ton of movies because I, re I didn't want to forget any. Right. I feel like there was a lot of good movies, and I was talking about this to Sin Fury. I was like, you might be right. 
like he was there. There was a lot of great movies last year, and I was like, yeah, but I feel like nothing like just shot out of the hole last right. year. It like, really like stood out. Yeah, I mean the there rest. were there were some good ones last year. Don't get me wrong. But, oh yeah, but. One of them, for me, and uh, a lot of people aren't real big fans of this movie because of its pacing or whatever it is, but it's Autopsy of Jane Doe from 2016. It came out in December on VOD, and I think it hit theaters for a little while, like limited run. It is directed by Andre Ovredal, who was the director of Troll Hunter. If you guys have never seen that, it's kind of like a um, found footage. It was really good. It was well done. Yeah, it's... I never was really interested in Trolls, and that actually did an okay job. Yeah. You know, like, it was different. It wasn't my favorite movie or anything like that. It's one that I'll pop on every once in a while. It, it surprised me, because I, I thought it was just going to be, like, a throwaway movie, where it's just like, you know, whatever. It'll be entertaining right Characters now. Characters are kind of fun. And right. Well, the Trolls. Well, the Trolls are weird and crazy, too. But yeah. yeah. This uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe was also written by uh, Ian B. Goldberg, who uh, worked on Terminator, Sarah Connor. Uh, the Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor Chronicles? Yeah, you got it. Mm, that was a good dude. They should have finished that the right way, but they didn't. Yeah, and then also he was uh, he had help from Richard Nang, who were pretty new writers at the time, so they were all kind of like fresh new talent. So they kind of took a risk on them in a way and wrote these like pretty interesting story, I thought. It also starred Brian Cox, who's been in many amazing films, uh, some of the horror films that he did are Penny Dreadful, Trick or Treat. Patrick always br- brings up Braveheart, which is a big one. Yeah, I love him in Braveheart. He was William Wallace's father, which I can't remember his first name in that, but something Wallace. <laughs> right. I really love Brian Cox. I think he's probably the best thing about this film. Yeah. He knows his shit. I liked him in Trick or Treat. He was in the pumpkin head bit, the little pumpkin head kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the old man. Mm-hmm. Like, he just plays, like, weird, good characters. Like, I don't know. Like, he's pretty good, man. Emil Hirsch was in this movie, who was also in uh, a movie I just watched last night for the second time. It was The Darkest Hour, which was, like, a really bad PG-13 movie about these kids that go to Russia and, like, these things fall from the sky and, like, start killing everybody. They're made out of beta waves. Huh. And it's weird. It's it's not a good movie. But I, wa- <laughs> but I watched I it. I mean, it's not a horrible movie. It's one of those movies you pop on and you're like, I don't know what to watch. I haven't seen this in a while. Yeah. You know, like, let's watch that. Uh, he was also in Alpha Dog Taking Woodstock. Also, it stars Ophelia Lovabond, who plays Karina in the Thor The Dark World. She also plays is Karina in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. So she's some sort of character that they're trying to keep in that universe. Oh, she was in Mr. Popper's Penguins, that classic film that nobody watched. That was a pretty good snuff film, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. Alwyn Catherine Kelly was also in it, who plays Jane Doe, the, like, dead body, basically. I can't possibly imagine how she sat in that position for as long as she did throughout the entire film. She did an amazing job, because it... She looked lifeless. Right. And they and I saw remember we watched the uh the behind the scenes sort of quick Q and A with the directors. Right. And like they were like, So what was it like to act as this? And she was like, Well, did uh, they told me to do this and I did it. <laughs> right. It was like, Oh, I thought it would be way more interesting than that. But thanks for making it not so interesting. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and it was almost like it made it feel like the Andre, the director, and her didn't really have a good time together. Yeah. <laughs> but she seemed fun by the end of the Q&A. And hopefully this movie spirals out to another sequel. I really think it will. I think it can make an amazing trilogy. Uh, let's not jump too far ahead. I think it'd be a good... I would like to see where the sequel went because the way it ends... 
And well, we won't well, spoil is, it now. Right. But this is what I'm thinking, though. It could make it a, a great trilogy if he just did what hap- a prequel and then follow up what happened after the movie that came out. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that I've seen movie. I don't want to jump on the trilogy train because what if the second one sucks? Dude, come on, jump on, bro. Oh, come on, man. Like, you can't go into that that way. You got to, if you start saying trilogy train, then they're just going to pump out shit for the next one. That's why I don't like right. saying it. Right. So focus on the next movie. Don't worry about the trilogy. Just worry about the second film. That's well, why. They do I, that's second, why I'm reservation right. about it. You know what I mean? Well, if they do a second film, they should really start out with why. She... No, fuck no! I hate prequels. Don't do that. Just take it. I like prequels. They don't need to explain everything. They just need to divulge a little bit. Sorry, think... I'm not mad. I'm just no, like, it's all right. No, I just I Tell don't. Me how you really feel? It's it's like watching Hellraiser fucking uh, bloodlines. Bloodlines. I don't want. I mean, like it's cool to know I that love stuff. Bloodlines. It's cool to know that stuff towards the end. It's not cool to let me know at the second movie. Like, don't do that. I see what you're saying. It's like I, I get it. Yeah, because it's I, like when you're watching like a show like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, and you're like, oh, and they lead off on a badass episode, and the next episode they're doing something like you know, ten years ago or five years ago. You're like, fuck, dude, no, why, why? It's more that the the movie. The reason I like Autopsy of Jane Doe is the mystery, so I don't want it spoiled. No, I get it. Yeah, you're so right. I would you're rather right. in savor it than it's like you know, you could eat your steak in five seconds if you wanted, but you're not gonna. Eat eat your steak in five seconds because you want to savor that shit yeah so i'm trying to savor my autopsy of jane doe you know what right. i mean like make a sequel make a trilogy but don't start divulging why all this happened right. make that for the prequel that does shit in money <laughs> you know what i mean because that's what's gonna happen Wait till you get the following yeah like and you do a prequel back. and go back to 1486 yeah and it's gonna be garbage dude it always is it always ends up being that way yeah for me, because I can't relate to it as much as I can when it's like nowadays in a way. Yeah. Like even the 80s or 70s, I'll take that. But if you go back to 1486, like, or whatever the fucking date was, I can't remember. Like 1886, was it, or something like that? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. It was hundreds of years before. Right. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to jump on your shit there. It's okay. No, you made a valid point, and <laughs> you made me rethink what I think. So, <laughs> Well, what did you... Oh, to give you guys an idea about this story, boy, we went on to a long little thing We here. did there. The story is a father and a son, both coroners, are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who is apparently harboring dark secrets and completely unscathed, like her outer body. Anyway, what did you think? I really liked it. It was kind of slow burn, but like it just kept gradually getting better and better and developing shit. It was good. A lot of people, like when you told me what you've read, that people thought it had pacing issues, I didn't feel that at all. I, I felt, thought it was perfectly paced. Right. Yeah. It just felt like a gradual incline until the, what do you would call it, the crescendo or whatever. And but, I don't take offense. If people don't like it, they don't like it. I understand. I'm starting to understand that now. Right. I, I don't want to go, oh, well, they just don't understand complex thought and design. And <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's not going to become a like a dick measuring contest. No, sometimes it's care. just not their thing. You know, yeah. like it's like where people can get into old old English type movies that take place in a period, you know? Right. Like not a period. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but no, yeah, like, some people can get into that, but I can't. Yeah. Like, it's not that it's a bad film, it's just not my thing, right? Yeah. So, 
it, same thing could be said to them. Maybe it's just not their thing. Mm-hmm. So like Sin Fury was telling me, he was like, oh, I didn't like that movie at all. Like un- un- unlike on other many other people. And I was like, no, man, like, no, like, I don't, I think you're a horrible human being now. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Sin Fury. We love you. <laughs> No, dude, fucking Sid's so funny, dude. Like, we, like, bond over some of the shittiest films that no one else likes. Right. But, like, when it comes to that one, I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, no, am I am I the dork? <laughs> <laughs> like, do I just, like, but, yeah, anyway. This isn't one of those movies that I'm like, hey, let's jump on the train that everybody likes it. I kind of feel like a lot of people haven't seen it, and uh, I'm kind of, like, opening other people to it. You opened me up. I mean, I was I kind of, like, wanted to watch it, but then you were like, well, let's, let's make it one of the episodes. I was like, okay, because my wife had been wanting to watch it, and she was kind of out halfway through it. Yeah, she, she didn't like, like it too she much. She didn't like it. Yeah. And I was like, well, what did you think it was going to be? It's an autopsy. They're going to they're gonna do an autopsy. Yeah, yeah. You hear that, Kelly? Yeah, you hear that? <laughs> Jesus, read the she, fucking title of the movie. She's in the other room. She is in the other room. <laughs> we got our little fucking slave labor over there. Ah, she offered. I didn't ask. There's no slave labor about it. She wanted to help out. She helps out a lot. She does. What was I going to say? Uh, I really like this movie. I think it adds a sense of uh, mystery and uh, tension that I think a lot of movies really miss Yeah. in a movie these days. It had a big enough budget to star the right cast, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The only two characters that mattered are the brother, or the son and the dad. Fuck, man, there's so many cool little parts in this movie. Like, there's really... I mean, there is gore in the movie, technically, um, but it's not like... Like people getting stabbed or screaming. Yeah, it's not like people getting shot in the chest. Like, Sin was saying that it was, like, boring to him, and I was like, man. It's like, I don't know how to respond to that. Like, I don't want to assume why you thought it was boring. Right. But for me, I thought thought it was really cool. Like, I really... uh, I don't know. Everything kind of hit all those little spots for me. That little bit of mystery, mystery, like something's behind you or things aren't what you always see. And I think one of the coolest things that I love that they add in the movie was the bell. Oh, dude, I was going to say, yeah. It was so unnecessary and it made no sense why that was on somebody's leg. But it makes sense when you kind of learn about It's true fact. It's true fact. That is a real fact. Right. And you kind of, when you hear about the coroner and he does stuff old school, and that's just one of the things that he does. Right, but it only did it for that one. And that's a real bell, by the way. Yeah. From a corner. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's real history. Yeah. So I thought that was really fascinating. But if you guys don't know what, what the fuck we're talking about, they essentially are in a coroner's office, right, in this basement of this house that has been around for, you know, decades. And uh, his dad ties a bell around the leg of somebody in order to make sure, they used to do it, to make sure that the people that they had said was dead because they weren't always really good at it. Right. They hadn't, like, actually found out if they were dead or not. Some people would be passed out. Like, Edgar Allan Poe was always scared about being buried alive. Right. Because he had epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And he would have seizures and, like, kind of conk out. And people would think he was dead because they didn't really know how to do it so well back then. And so he actually designed a fucking... Like, yeah, the bell when they He had a you. bell and a string to make sure that he could pull it if he was ever trapped in his uh, coffin. Right. Scary stuff, thinking about it. But when they tie it to the leg, knowing that that could happen too, and that's why they did that, it's interesting because then when you hear that bell ring for the first time, it's like, oh shit, dude. Like, you know what that is. 
you know why that why is that bell ringing right now like what the fuck is happening right now and i just fucking love that dude it was so cool man yeah it, it, you know that scene which is probably one of my favorite scenes it reminded me of that scene from um what was that mel gibson movie about the alien signs remember when he was looking underneath the door when he was in the dry storage area okay and he was looking under and he just see like the feet like or was it a hand that came through little scuffling yeah it's just like a very creepy odd scene and the signs did a lot of those scenes it, there's like that's a classic thing to you do, out. Yeah. like remember the birthday party when they're all looking out the window and all of a sudden you just see the alien step out for a second yeah i know it, what you're it's, talking it's about. just one of those scenes that just like creeps you out and well, it's, like, it's just so subtle remember when we were doing the for monday's episode we were talking about how you didn't want the voices to have any voice to them right i find it so much more scary to hear something you're not sure what it is coming towards you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, If it doesn't make a certain sound. If it's constant, like, what I saw, the, the sounds that I was hearing from these guys were just, like, it, like, repositioning its body and, like, mutating. and. But, the, my again, like, my point is, is that the bell, like, you know what it is, but why is it coming closer to you? So you, like, immediately go into panic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's that anticipation that really fucking freaks with your fucking head. Yeah. So that's why I kind of like weird sounds that you can't really understand or why what they are. And then they reveal themselves. Like, that, to me, is, like, so much scarier. Like, yeah. oh! <laughs> I'm, like, pissing. I pissed in my mouth! <laughs> Sorry. I also love the twist in the movie. It's kind of, like, a long twist. Like, a long twist? It's kind of weird. It's like it's like a mystery movie, uh, CSI criminal scene, crime scene investigation story, or like first forty eight. Yeah, and these guys aren't even crime scene investigators. They're just right. like autopsy guys. They just they don't worry about where it could have been or whatever. They just do the facts and right, that's what, it. The cause of death, right? What's and then that? and then suddenly they start to have to peel all these layers, quite literally, uh, throughout the whole uh, fucking movie, mm-hmm. and it's kind of fascinating to me in that way another movie that um is coming out or is already out in the theaters it comes tonight or it comes at night oh yeah that i've heard that it's like creepy it's like three hours long dude three hours yeah but esmeralda by the way shout out uh she hit me up in uh, on instagram and was like you need to watch this she i don't know like, if i go to the theater to watch it she's like i really like it she's like i can tell some people were really upset when they left the theater and some actually got up and left the theater because of it but she was like i think you'll really like it because you like those kind of movies so i'm like really anticipating seeing it so i might go see it when this airs so is it that like day. a slow burn probably yeah yeah i like I, slow burns as long I, as there's a payoff at the end i'm actually kind of like don't want to know anything about it yeah. And I can kind of see why some people like Christina don't like to watch trailers before it comes out because then it leads you in some direction. And if you're excited about that direction or not excited about that direction, it could work in two different ways. Yeah, like Rogue One. <laughs> I'm sorry. I <laughs> sorry. Uh, but anyway, I think Autopsy of Jane Doe is definitely within that um, supernatural sort of. Um, slow burnish thing yeah i was telling her i was like telling esmeralda i was like i was like see this is what fucking kills me man it's like people those same people that probably walked out on that movie probably love the witch and i can't i don't understand it like it's all beautiful it's all nice little pictures and stuff even great acting and everything but the story was boring i can't abide you haven't even seen it no no i'm saying you like i haven't seen it so i don't don't have an opinion but you usually know what I like and what I like to do. I don't know, because you didn't like the brain, and I thought you would really like that one. Yeah, I didn't dig the brain too much. It was okay. 
Well, what else do you have to say about this, you piece of shit? I know. I really enjoyed it. I thought the, the, the scenery was cool. I thought it was especially cool that they decided to not do, you know, different sets, that it was one continual set. Yeah. And that's just very smart filmmaking right there. Well, they yeah, they made it all, like, run together. And in the way they shot it, actually, they actually shot the movie linear. Yeah. So when the when they were like when they did the parts they shot that movie in order yeah of all the scenes it's a smart way to do it the guy who actually was doing it was like at first like i didn't want to do that but he's like it made total sense when we did yeah he was like it was a really good idea that we did that because we had to like carry all this gore and blood and shit everywhere and it ended up working out perfectly. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting too, though. Mm-hmm. Well, that way you don't have to go back and cut something out that may not work, you know? Right. What do you think uh, really, I mean, I know we've kind of pretty much like choke fucked the, the reason why we like it. Right. But I mean, what do you think the reason is that it's a good movie and why maybe people are a little on the fence on it? So it, maybe they can make a judgment call. The Whoever reason, hasn't seen it, I mean. The reason I think it's a really good movie is just the characters themselves. They really flush them out. They really kind of give you a sense of who they are and what they do in this universe or in this setting. It's just oddly creepy. The music is on point. And like I said, it's a it, it gradually goes up. You know, it, it, there's no dips where it's like it's slow or it's... And maybe some to some people it may be, but not to me. I thought it was just a gradual, nice flow. It's like right when it could have gotten slow, something else happened. Right. Oh, something else just happened. Oh, oh, another thing just happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like as these characters are starting to realize, they're po- both very skeptical. Maybe the son's a little bit more not skeptical. Like, but even he tries to brush it off as like, oh, it's just this, you know, no right. big deal. And, I just, then, and then when his dad, who's like like super left brained, he doesn't like get carried away with like oh there's ghosts or but yeah it's like he's he's like super left brain right. and he, when he starts to freak he's like let's get the fuck out of here and you're like oh shit now it's really happening <laughs> holy fuck um I thought that the the effects that they did on her body and like opening her up and stuff like oh, that yeah. I'm like how did they do all of that. And the Blu-ray that I got, I was so anxious to get it. I didn't really think about the special features or anything like that, but it didn't have any. Some trivia on this, though, I thought was kind of interesting. And this one's kind of like a uh, spoiler. Not really. It's not really a spoiler. Um, there was a scene where the father and the son talk in the theater or into uh, an elevator that they have in the house. It's a pretty touching moment, like where his father and his son like break through all the barriers that they've had over the years with each other. And like their hangups up at their right. his wife dying. Right. His, yeah. his mom and his wife. The, the same person, uh, they kind of grew apart because he didn't... He lost that other aspect of him that made him grounded. You right. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his father, Brian Cox's character. And they had this like heart-to-heart where it's like really... I don't know. It's really kind of strong. And the way that I heard is that the director just literally set up the camera and just said, go. Action. And then they, <laughs> they just did that whole fucking thing together. Like... Which is, it's pretty good. It's probably one of the one of the better emotional scenes in the probably, whole movie. Probably, yeah. I mean, I do, there was another scene, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But, yeah. But I just think if it wasn't for Brian Cox, this movie wouldn't have done as good. Who was the guy that, I, never mind, I don't want to ask that question, but I can't, I, I used to have the name of the other guy they had in mind. What? Before Brian Cox. But there was a different casting choice they were originally going to go with, and they ended up going with Cox. Martin Sheen? No. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Martin Sheen. Is that what it was? Because I, I, I remember was. seeing that, but I just it's just been yeah, so long. Yeah, Martin Sheen was originally cast to do, as Tommy. I'm 
Glad it was Brian Cox. Yeah, we talked about this somewhere else. Oh. I'm fairly certain we talked about this. Okay. My bad. No, 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 no. I don't like mean... in a different podcast. Yeah, in a different podcast, like okay. a different episode. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this episode, I don't remember that. Damn it! I'm not that drunk. <laughs> no, but yeah, I remember Martin Sheen was supposed to play it because they had, I think, they had a news article. Oh. I, I'm not saying Martin Sheen's a bad actor, but I don't think he can do what Cox did with that role. I think I don't know. I just like Brian Cox more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Brian Cox more. You just like the word Cox. No, stop it with the dick jokes, you asshole. <laughs> God, Patrick. See, this is why we can't have a good show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. It's Peppercorn. always your fault. It's always your fault. No, I'm just kidding. Kelly even cracked a dick joke outside when we were t- before we were recording. Oh, it's I must have spaced. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't feel too bad. Mm. Um, but what are your favorites? Let's go over our favorite scenes. I'm going to start first this time. Do it. Fuck you. Because I always take the good scenes. Yeah, you always take mine. So fuck this. We're trading off. Bitch. Well, because we have similar tastes. Um, well, I already kind of told one with the whole bell scene, so I guess I don't right. have to tell you that, but I'm going to tell another one. Do it. The scene where Brian Cox, and this is kind of a spoiler alert, guys, so if you haven't seen the movie and you're worried about that kind of thing, you might want to listen to this part. But, like, the part where he finds out, he's like, I'm not, I won't, I won't fight you. I won't fight you anymore. Please just leave my son be. Let him, let him be. And I'll take all the pain for you. And then all of a sudden his bones start to break, and then he breathes out that smoke. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. It was like, you could just see he was in so much pain. I love that. I thought that was fucking awesome. I I don't know. I know it's not that big a deal, but it's just like that moment where you're just like, oh, damn, like, what's going to happen? Right. I don't know. What about you? This is probably my my favorite scene of the whole movie. Oh, okay. And uh, it is a spoiler. So big spoiler alert. You know, if you don't want to listen, just tune out for a minute or so. But uh, it comes to the the end of the movie. And uh, the guy's trying to get out. His father has just passed. And he's freaking out, so he's trying to get out any way he can. So he goes to the storm cellar doors and tries to push them open. And he hears that there's a, a cop outside, like, let me in. Oh, yeah. Let me in. And he's like, he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And the guy, cop keeps on saying, let me in. And all of a sudden, he, he comes back, and he's like, let the sun shine in, let it in. It's what's that right. that song that's been playing out throughout the whole movie? It's actually from a um, uh, the Flintstones. The Flintstones, yeah. yeah. It felt so cool. Like I was just like right on. Well, yeah, because the just... way he transitions, though, he's like, "Come on, let it in, let the sun shine in, <laughs> yeah, let it's... the sun shine in." Like it's like, whoa, right? And it's just such a great, great moment. And I'm, if you haven't seen it yet. I hope you guys didn't listen to that part because it was a pretty sweet part. You know what's a cool transition similar to that in a way that reminds me of is the movie Phantoms. Have you ever seen that movie? It's from based off Dean Koontz's book. You know, I don't think I have. Oh, what? Ben Affleck is in this movie. He plays the town sheriff. Oh, wait. You know what? I have seen this movie. Right. But and only... In, I've never seen it all the way through. I've always, okay. like, catched it on, like, TNT, and it's, like, halfway. You need to watch that. If you like the stuff I like, you need to get it. It's a good movie. Okay. Uh, but anyway, there's a part in it where they, like, make him... They throw something on him to, like, interact with his... Like, they're, they're basically the, um, the amoebas that were, like, that would eat oil. Okay. Because they figure out that it's, like, kind of like an oil, and so that they figure out these parasites or whatever that would, like, eat the oil off of its body and kill it and he's like someone slipped me a mickey (laughs) i don't know it's really funny moment in that i really loved it he was a creepy motherfucker in that but anyway yeah no it's a it was a really cool transition i liked it Mm -hmm. good ending i thought yeah yeah good ending definitely leaves it open for a sequel oh yeah 
spoiler alert, she dies and, or she was always dead, but <laughs> everyone dies and they move the body to another fucking place. Right. And I think it's really interesting that she can't really die. She's already dead. Like, what are they going to do? Right. So they just, like, shift it to another place and it starts all over again. Exactly. So it's like a perfect formula for a sequel. And that's another one of my favorite scenes is that the combination of the opening scene and Mm -hmm. then the end scene where you see the cops going through the house at the beginning of, like, the crime scene. They're trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, it caps it. Right. And it kind of, like, shows you, like, what possibly could have happened in there. Right. And it's just, it's just really cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that wouldn't necessarily be the prequel. If you're talking about why she became a, spoiler alert, switch, witch, and, like, how that happened, I think it could be an interesting story, but I, I just don't think so. It's probably it's probably not a movie you want to come off of. You know what I mean? You don't want to come off of that and just do, go straight to a prequel. Well, yeah, because probably it's going to lose interest. This is the way I look at it. Like, they could do it, but if they do it as, like, one of those things where they go back in time for the beginning of the movie as to why it happened. And then skip back into the and future. And then skip back into the future for another thing. Yeah, that could work. Like, that would be better. You're like, you don't need a whole movie on that. You just need a five-minute segment that fucking details that shit well, and you, move on. If you can do it right, maybe, then by all means. Maybe, but again, I'm not a very big fan of that. Yeah. Old timey shit. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, you know what? Fuck you, Pat. Yeah, fuck you too, dude. <laughs> you know? Uh, do you have any other favorite scenes? No, we went through. Oh, you know, I really enjoyed the uh, the whole process of them breaking down the bodies. That scene where it's just like, the music's on. Let's get to oh, work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know just why. Just how routine they were. Yeah, just routine about it. And then just, they didn't a second thought about it. Laser point fucking precision. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the fire scene was amazing. Yeah? Because he's like, at one point, they're like, all right, let's use the incinerator. (laughs) (laughs) Let's fucking burn this bitch. Yeah, and then they're like, they go to the door, and it's locked. You hear it lock, and then there's like a creature out there, and he's like, ah, fuck it. And they take some like like flammable liquid and pour it all over her body, and then he throws the match. His dad throws the matches. And I was like, yeah, they're working together, you know? Like, (laughs) they're going to burn a corpse. Like, super cool, man. Uh But he throws the matches on, and he's like, it fucking goes up, and the whole fucking ceiling's on fire. I was like, right. oh, shit. Like, the camera's on fire, and, like, all this other shit, which, that was something I was wondering, because the camera didn't look that damaged. Mm-mm. No, it didn't, really. So, would they find the footage? Do you think the f- the officers would find the footage? You know, well, they did end up smashing the camera. Did they? Yeah, it, it, it like, in the in the scuttle of everything, it like, I think it, like, got knocked over and smashed. There's going to be some way that they could, like, crime scene investigation style put that shit back together and, like, maybe just catch snippets of weird stuff. And it just makes, it's just enough to make them wonder what the hell's going on, but also makes them all look like they went crazy. Well, and if you think about it this way, it could have been, like, a, uh, you've seen Blair Witch 2. Yeah. Where it could have been, like, one of those scenarios where it's all, like, the witch is just making them think this is what's happening. But really, you're killing your father and you're fucking killing your, your girlfriend and... And they lock the door on themselves, kind of Right. Thing. I, you know, I like that, but I think if they started doing that, I think it takes away from the super, supernatural element, which I really adore in it, and I think it dullens it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying that's, this is a slight possibility. It's that's probably possible, not what it is. But I think it would make it look like they're just crazy. Like, right. I, I think she would be able to make it look like they are crazy, even though they were actually something, you know what I mean? Like, she could do something yeah where do you think that the sequel would take place and what would happen would they go to well he said he's like i don't even want it in my fucking county 
Oh, yeah, they went to another He's like, get rid of the fucking body. I do not want that thing in my... He's like, get this place out of here. And she's like, oh, go down to the la-la-la-la. He's like, no, out of my county. It'd be crazy to see something like maybe she actually gets buried inside a graveyard and maybe has like a whole army of undead at that point. Right. We didn't spoil too much, by the way. We did tell you about a few scenes, but we didn't spoil the main twist of the whole movie, I think. Right. So... I think you'll still be able to enjoy this if you did listen all the way through, so don't worry. But Well, I think that either they're going to try to bring her to another morgue or bring her to her cemetery, but somewhere where there's more deceased that she can maybe possibly become the puppet master of and maybe have her own militia of, I like, think, dead. I think it would be awesome if it was in a bigger morgue. Right, And so right. with more people... Exactly. Like, I think it would be way cooler that way if they still kept the same beats as this one in a way, Mm -hmm. but like added more characters and kind of had haywire shit all over the place. And then maybe they're attacking each other and like there's this whole back and forth of that. And then like maybe the cop gets called out there and then the officer that's dealing with it out at, at the county that he's in is like having to call him and then something happens with that. And then maybe that cop is like the integral part for the third piece. They ever did a trilogy or whatever. I don't know. I I personally think this is one of those stories that you could just continue almost like phantasm, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Just from one town to the next, man. (laughs) That's what I was saying. Like, it just seems like it could be a franchise. I I really think so too, but I don't know if everybody's like, you know, taking a full bite out of it or, or enjoyed their bite. Well, I think it. some people it takes um, a second viewing of a movie to kind of appreciate the nuances in it and Maybe. like the subtleties. Because I remember when I first watched Rogue One, I was like, I mean, it's good, but eh. why are we talking about Rogue One again? I'm just saying because the second time I watched it, I was like, you know what? I appreciate it more because at first I wasn't too like. Second time I watched it, I was like, meh. I don't know if I like it as much anymore. That's oh really? I, yeah, that's what happened to me. It was opposite for me. I was like, all right, so I kind of like it a little bit more, but there is still those flaws. That it's just like, oh, it's me. a movie. <laughs> like, you know, oh, look, it's a big budget movie. Right. That's what right, I think of it. Like, oh, right. Star Wars something movie. Anyway, I, I really liked Autopsy of Jane Doe. If I had to pick between Dead Girl and that, I would definitely pick Autopsy of Jane Doe, but it's in a different bracket, I think. It's more of a supernatural you really thriller. Yeah, you can't compare the two. Yeah, which is well, what... and it is kind of supernatural and Dead Girl, but it's more about humanity. Right. So right. it's it's a very different flavor. So if you're looking for something that is like showing you the annals of society and you want to see like how depraved society can be, like maybe watch Dead Girl and reaffirm all your hatred towards America or the world for that matter. <laughs> and then like... If you want to watch something a little bit more of a slow burn with a supernatural element and a sort of CSI mystery twist with like crazy kind of ghosty sort of stuff. Ghosty. Yeah, definitely check out Autopsy of Jane Doe. I don't want to give scores anymore because people just just listen to what I have to say and I'll compare it to movies that you might like or or movies and give it an explanation. Yeah, and there you go. Because it's art and then run. And art is subjective. You can't even compare these two other than the fact that there's a dead girl in them. Right. I think it's completely two different mm-hmm. tones of a movie. Two different types of movie in general. One's more almost expressionism. <laughs> now, I don't want to say expressionism. That's a bit much. But, you know, it's metaphorical. Right. Um, but, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? No. I think we pretty much covered all the bases on this one. Well, guys, I do want to remind you, don't forget, we are going to be doing a giveaway, a huge movie box with all kinds of goodies in there, including movies, a gift card, 
like a bunch of stuff that we're just going to throw in there for you. And I'm going to start taking pictures and posting it up online. And we're going to figure out a way, hey, sign up for the for the newsletter here. And this is how you can win um, kind of thing. And maybe we'll even promote the shit out of it with some money. Because I want people to fucking enter. You know what right. I mean? I want people to check it out. We'll give you a gift card. We'll give you some Blu-rays. We'll, we'll, we'll hook it up. Dude, there's going to be a ton of food and stuff. Like, it's one of the big boxes that you pay a flat rate for. Right. It's like a big box. And we're going to fill that thing to the brim. With, to the brim! With anything that we can. And we'll ship to Canada, you know. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it if we, we need to ship it out to, like, I don't know how much it would cost to ship to England or something or out of the country. So, yeah, when you get into the weights, they usually go by weight. And right. They get pretty pricey. I'd, I'd, we'd have to check in on that. But for now, we're just going to do it within the continent of the United or the of North America. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, guys, definitely please check out that. You can go to longlivethevoid.com and sign up for the BTV VIP Club. You're going to want to do that as soon as possible. Tell your friends. Get involved. Everyone's happy. <laughs> but uh, this is our episode for Thursday. We will be returning on Monday. Uh, for a brand new episode, and we'll do another Thursday one after that. So uh, if you had fun and enjoyed this episode or Mondays, please do share that with your friends. We greatly appreciate it. You guys have a good week. Yeah, you too. Or a good weekend. Yeah, right. you keep saying that. <laughs> I yeah. know, because I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so you guys have a good weekend. Yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.